The unemployment report came out this morning, 3.9%, down from 4.2%. In a continuing series, economic data and the stock market, I wanted to present how the uh, this economic data, unemployment, factors into the bigger economy. And I want to present this in a way that you guys can sit there and say, wow, a number just happened. What does that mean? Well, I can show you graphically how this overlaps over the S&P 500 and how you can use this information to make some money in the stock market. Let's break this down. I want to show you what we're looking at and show you where the economy is and where the stock market will probably go. First up, here is a look at the unemployment report over the course from 1990 all the way through to the most recent data. And of course, uh, right here is probably one of the most important areas for this. It's understanding this. This is the financial crisis, aka the housing bubble, things like that. From this, Congress stepped in with a lot of programs. There was a whole bunch of buying of bonds, feds, a whole lot of activity to stave off an economic, a complete economic collapse happened at the time. Um, Obama showed up into office roughly right here, almost exactly at the very top of the uh, unemployment area in that period of time. Congress, the Federal Reserve, President Obama went to work. And the end result was just a continual depreciation of the unemployment number, getting us closer and closer to the uh, full unemployment. Now, there are some people who think that full unemployment is about 5%. Um, we've blown through that number a few times, and we haven't seen a lot of inflation from time to time. Um, right around um, the dot-com era, it took a while before inflation really started kicking in. Again, we hit well below 5%. A low of 3.5% during the uh, Trump era, which he came in roughly right here. So Trump himself didn't see a whole lot of progress. All the work was already done at that point, but there was a continuation of all the work that had been happening. So prior to the pandemic, of course, unemployment was phenomenal, considering. Then, of course, March 2020 and subsequent from there. This is where we are right now. 3.9%, that's well beyond the 5% level that economists generally think of as being, you know, full employment. We used to think that. Now we're not sure because we're able to maintain this. But at this level of unemployment, this is a strong economy. Now, how do we use this chart other than to look at it and say, wow, unemployment is improving? We change this chart and we make it look like this. This is the same data, but I've used this data in a different methodology. I asked the question, there may have been unemployment at one, uh, 12 months ago at this level. Now it's at this level. What is the rate of change from last year to this year? year-over-year year change. When we convert unemployment rate, when we look at it from a year-over-year year rate of change, this chart becomes a lot more interesting. I did shrink it a little bit. Um, obviously, in 2008, we know there was unemployment that was uh, the rate of growth of employment, if you will, uh, declined appreciably, and then unemployment, of course, spiked up. 
same thing again here so these peaks and valleys help us out now a couple things I want to look at the overall number was is now 3.9% was 4.2% 3.5% is as far as I could tell the all-time low I did kind of go through the data and I was like wow uh, the only other time I think we've really been at that number was in 1998 1999 just before the dot-com era bu busted um, and I saw I think 3.6 3.7 3.8 somewhere in there but I think uh, during Trump at 3.5 percent that was the very best the nation has already hit we're at 3.9 percent this is super close and at this point it doesn't really matter that 0.4 generally speaking the nation is employed those that want jobs and I don't want to get into the methodology but the Labor Department sits there and says well if you haven't been looking lately you don't want a job so we don't count you I kind of disagree with that moving right along another data point that came out and this is the important one this is the one I really focus on is personal income and expenditures this came out December 31st uh, Friday just before um, the uh, holiday of course and this tells us other information um, and I put together some other uh, other videos on economic data and the stock market economic data and the stock market go hand in hand and you need to begin somewhere and I look at the rate of growth of personal incomes and personal expenditures those two have a very strong correlation when you're looking at those kinds of data points from there we can kind of project forward and see how expenditures moves the economy along you have to earn the money first but then they uh, Americans tend to spend it right away so if we look at incomes we can kind of determine what expenditures are going to be like but expenditures are not exactly a one-to-one -one relationship simply because interest might kick in you might have to pay more on credit cards things like this might save a little so just because you earn it didn't mean you necessarily spent a hundred percent of it or the way the quality of the way you spent it may change as well so those are some things to look at so personal incomes is very important expenditures is probably slightly more important but the correlation is extremely strong um, so personal incomes kind of fell a little bit on a rate of growth year over year change 0.972 versus 1.32 we're in this kind of weird area where it's difficult to actually take get a grasp as to what's going on simply because of the huge drop in incomes because of March 2020 when everybody got laid off and then everybody got brought back to work so we see these big spikes and I try and work through it and kind of figure it out nonetheless this is rate of growth the rate of growth is still positive because of that overall the economy will still grow compared to where it is today this is the growth rate that we're looking at remember expenditures just because you spend it doesn't mean there's an automatic correlation down the line what happens is um, like unemployment itself is a delayed indicator so even though businesses may see some improvements or declines in certain areas they're a little slower to hire or fire inflation 5.094 this is starting to be a hot button but I want to caution everybody right there 
we're seeing a big jump, but that's simply because it's a year-over-year -year change. This does not mean that year-over-year -year change is going to happen again next year. Prices may have hit their peak and may just sort of sit there for a while. If so, the year-over-year -year change moderates. This is what we don't know yet. How have the supply issues impacted overall inflation? Does it continue to go higher and higher and higher? This is what I'm going to be looking at. But I caution everybody to not just assume that, oh, inflation is 5%. It's just going to keep going higher. What's well, 5% compared to last year? But what will it be next year compared to today? This is the information we're not sure on. Despite all the fancy charts I might put out there, it's going to be difficult to figure out. Um, the S&P 500, bottom line with the S&P 500, expenditures, whether they be from the four areas, three areas actually, personal expenditures, business expenditures, government expenditures. There's a fourth area, agriculture. I don't know why they kind of move that out. That's that's a business or it's a, we just sort of separate it. Nonetheless, it's a small portion of the economy. It is a portion. But when we look at the biggest sector, something like 72% of the economy, and we ask the question, what is the rate of growth of personal incomes and expenditures? How does that play into the market? We can correlate this to the S&P 500, and I've got that chart for you too. Let's take a look at some things. So here are personal expenditures over the course of the past year, or I'm sorry, uh, three decades. This goes all the way back to, now these are year over year changes. So since we're looking at 1991, it's the year over year change from 1990. So we're looking at about 22 years worth of information here. Generally speaking, we're right about here with this kind of data point, or about 3% seems to be about right. After the financial collapse, it was really tough to kind of get into that sweet spot area. There's a lot of input variables that are keeping people behind. That's probably the most pleasant way of saying it. The economy is moving forward. People aren't keeping up kind of thing. Um, and that's a philosophical debate that exceeds the this uh, video per se. But nonetheless, here we can see what happened in March 2020. The, uh, the U.S. government came in and gave a lot of people a lot of money. So what happened was we saw a big drop off. Then all of a sudden we saw a big increase. That's why these charts are so difficult. Personal expenditures will probably get back into its sweet spot of about, say, 2.5, 3.5, and then we'll be able to determine where that goes from there. This is the same chart rate of growth of unemployment that I showed you earlier. I'm going to overlay these two. I just wanted to present this one more time. Here we see personal expenditures and the unemployment rate. Now, green is expenditures, unemployment rate is red. Um, we can see some of the bigger peaks and valleys here that there are, uh, they correlate pretty well. There are times when um, most of the time, if you actually looked at each individual data point, and it's kind of a little bit difficult to uh, see this, but you can see it right here per se, incomes will bottom or top out prior to 
unemployment. Unemployment is considered a lagging indicator. Because of that, and it's usually anywhere from three, six, nine, twelve months that it takes businesses to kind of react to bigger economic activity. Uh, they'll they'll move in and out on some smaller issues, but if they've got, already got a big order in that was placed, you know, eighteen months earlier, and they're processing it, they're going to keep going. Then they're going to look around and say, well, "Any new orders? No. Oh, we got a lot of stuff on the shelves. Time to get rid of a few people." So looking at green, the uh, employment um, versus the rate of growth of unemployment, we can see that uh, where the peaks and valleys kind of meet up with each other. Let's move forward. These are the uh, expenditures again versus the S&P 500. What are the driving factor of the S&P 500. Economic data and the stock market go hand in hand. Economic data gives us the ability to kind of look at the stock market and say, you know what, we're probably going to continue to move higher and higher. And the reason why is because people are spending more and more or the opposite. Given this, when I looked at economic data in the stock market, I'm always asking the question, what is next? based on the rate of growth of personal incomes and expenditures. But you also have to look at other factors. Inflation is one of them. It's going to be the last chart we're going to look at. Um, given those factors, I still see the S&P 500 moving forward. The Federal Reserve has told us that they are going to uh, slow down asset purchases, but then they also said they were kind of, kind of probably buy a couple others so we're not really sure it sounds like they're you got a dog chasing his tail kind of thing we'll see but my expectation is that their asset purchases diminish down to a level that uh is modest close to zero maybe not entirely zero we'll see where that goes at the same time interest rates are going to go up but that does not mean that the economy is going to stop entirely We've got an unemployment rate of 3.9%. We've got incomes and expenditures that are continually moving higher and higher. Given those variables, this economy is going to continue to move forward. With any luck, we work through some of these supply chain issues, and all of a sudden there's a lot more products up on shelves, and therefore prices moderate. That's really the only factor that's going to drive the Fed to move quickly. If we see this moderation in, in prices, the continuation of the stock market is going to keep going. Now, I've looked at a couple of times the S&P 500. Immediately after the Fed Reserve uh, announced what was back in uh, November, December, I said, you know, probably see a little moderation in the stock price, but then we're going to hit new highs. It immediately went for new highs on that. You can check my videos on that one. I keep calling it out on a regular basis. I then put out a video just before Christmas, and I said, listen, I'm looking for the stock market to continue to soar. It did. And then I put out another video just about two weeks ago, or a week ago, regarding more economic data in the stock market. And I basically said, we're going to see new highs. We did. Now, where are we going to go? We're sitting basically at all-time highs. At this point, it could be an up-and-down game for a minute. But largely, overall, the stock market is going to continue higher 
Now I'm going to continue to bring these charts in for you so you can kind of see the correlation and we can kind of get a bigger picture. It is a little difficult given the recent data points. Um, but nonetheless, the information I want to present is that there is a strong correlation. And given that, we're able to kind of get a good grasp based on the year over year changes. The stock market and economic data do go hand in hand. The stock market is the end result of profits. Profits are the end result of businesses making sales. And how do they make sales? Incomes and expenditures. Government expenditures as well. Business expenditures when businesses expand. One last chart I want you guys to look at. Inflation. Now, there are more than one way of looking at inflation. The Federal Reserve actually looks at PCE inflation. They don't really look at consumer price index as much. This was certainly uh, Greenspan's favorite uh, indicator, and I, I kind of adopted it as well. The thing is, I get this information at the same time I get uh, personal income, personal expenditures, and the PCE deflator, which is actually another way of saying inflation report. That's where this comes from. This ain't pretty, but we'll see what happens. Inflation does have a delay in it as well. Therefore, it's very possible that we see, start seeing moderation really quickly, say over the next two, four, six months. And this is what really is going to be driving what I'm looking for. I'm going to be looking for those kind of data points where we see inflation backing off. If you're trying to figure out how economic data affects the stock market, I'm going to continue putting these uh, videos up here for you guys to watch. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the likes. Thanks for the comments. We'll see you in the next video.